Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Travis and Vic's Drunken Horror Adventures, and this is part two of Saul Tober, which means we're discussing Saul Two and Saul Three tonight. What's up, everybody? I'm Travis, and I'm joined by the big fella, Vic. What's going on, buddy? What is up, my people? Party people in the building. What's up, brother? Uh, you know, same shit, different day getting in a podcast before I head to Florida tomorrow for Halloween Horror Nights. Going to go to the um, Doll Haunted House down there. It's going to be awesome. What can I say? So, <laughs> so Saw 2 uh, is the first one we're going to talk about. It came out in 2005, uh, actually October 28, 2005, and uh, this was the first uh, Saul movie I saw at the uh, theaters, Vic. And what do you think this movie got on IMDb? Uh, last week we mentioned uh-huh. Saul got 7.7. So what do you think this one got? We're going to go with uh, 6.9. It is 6.6 on IMDb. So it drops 1.1. I was going to say that, but I was like, no, he probably got a little bit better than that. Well, you know, we'll see if people are stupid or not here in a minute. So uh, this movie is actually directed by Darren Lynn Bozeman, and I know him from Repo, the genetic opera. Uh, That's mainly where I know him from. But this movie is also written by him along with Lee Wannell, who was the one who helped write the first one. He also played Adam in the first Saul movie. So... Um, you you get a lot of the same people coming back other than James Wan, you know? Yeah, no doubt. So like I said, this movie came out October 28, 2005. It had a budget, and they've upped the budget because the first one was $1.2 million. This one brought in, or this one had a budget of $4 million, so they increased their budget by $2.8 million or so. Uh, and they grossed $87 million $39,965 in the U.S. Pretty damn impressive for a, you know, a movie that cost $4 million to make. Just, I mean, you see why Saul was coming out every Halloween, you know? Oh, yeah. What, what, what did the first one go to? Do you remember? You know, off the top of your head. You know, I, I can't remember offhand, but I can tell you in just a second. Blake said that he had a different number than me, but I think that was just adjusted for inflation and maybe... Um, factoring in worldwide. So I'll tell you what it made in the U.S. So we're talking a year apart. You know, the first Saw came out in 2004. The next one came out in 2005. The first Saw brought in $56 million. So a big increase by $33 million, Or no, $43 million. That's pretty damn impressive. Yeah, yeah no doubt. $42 million. Yeah, you don't see, or $41 million rather, you don't see sequels usually take in more than the original, you know? 
I love it. That's why I was serious. That's big That's shit. You know, they, they increased the budget, they increased the profit, and all is well. Um, well, let's go ahead and get into things because this is this is one that I've been. I mean, look, Saltover is special to me because, like I said, I used to see all these movies at the theater every single year, and then they would come out on DVD or Blu-ray right around um, my birthday and Valentine's Day. So. Um, at the time, it was always cool to be able to anticipate this. It's something that you know has been missing, and we get it back this year. It's been a while, but um, no, so let's, let's uh, go. I, I still, I still find it odd that he didn't see the first one in the theater. Though. Uh, you know, it was one of those things where word of mouth got out, but it really, I just never got to get out to the theater at the time. Yeah, I, I got it. I, yeah. Well, I never saw. I never saw. Watch these Yeah. Well, all right. So this movie opens up, and you've got this guy Michael, uh, who's apparently a police informant. That's what we get out of the jigsaw tape here at the start, and he finds himself ensnared in a trap. Of course, you know, created by the jigsaw killer, our good old buddy Tobin Bell. You get the uh, videotape message that tells him that uh, he's he's got a Venus flytrap-like helmet full of spikes that's locked around his neck. And they really zoom in on this thing. And basically it tells you that if he doesn't do what he's supposed to do, you know, just like in the last one, this thing's going to close on his head. I think in a lot of ways this thing's more vicious than the... Um, than the jaw trap. Not quite as, as vicious, but the thing about this is that uh, it's kind of like a medieval torture device, you know? Oh, it really is. It's, it's it's pretty gruesome. So this guy, he's a police informant, and he uses his eye to uh, spy on people and then, and then tell on people. And um, uh, he has to find the key. And you see that he's bleeding around his eye. Like, his eye is all fucked up. And Jigsaw tells him that there's a clue. And there's an X-ray on the screen, and it tells him that uh, the key's been implanted behind his right eye. That is fucking nasty, first of all. Second of all, to get to it, what does he have to do? He has a scalpel, and he has to he has to cut out his own fucking eye in order to get to this key. And uh, I don't know about you, Vic, but I'd be dead. That's it. That's yeah. a wrap for me. You know, um, like you know how teeth make you, you like make you disgusted, make you hate life. Well, yep. He can even have eyes make it makes me hate hate life, and that's why I love uh, hospital so much. And this is a, like I turn I turn away I turn away every time I see this. I, I oh, can't yeah. do it. It's fucking disgusting. I mean, well, it's not even like he does it because he doesn't have the balls to do it. And you know what? Neither would I. I have no fucking. I can't. I can't say a thing about it. Yeah, there's no fucking way I'd cut my eye out. I would do it. He did. Drop the scalpel after thinking about doing it for a minute. Scream like a bitch and then die. And that's basically what happens to him. I mean, that's pretty much how it goes. What else you gonna do, man? Like me. Yeah, it's just horrible, man. There's no fucking way I would do this. So I'd be dead, and that'd be that. All right, well, so then we we flash scenes to um, 
Uh, we get Donnie Wahlberg, who's played by detective, or who's playing Detective Eric Matthews in this movie, and he's arguing with his fucking kid, who I would have smacked around if I were him. His name's Daniel, and uh, like after after they have this argument, because this kid basically got arrested for stealing something, a little delinquent. Um, Eric Matthews gets called to the scene of uh, another death, you know, perpetrated by the Jigsaw Killer, um, because. The reason why he's called there because he's not on this type of work anymore. His name's actually um, on the ceiling. It says, look closer, Detective Matthews. And and he's like, what the fuck? And, of course, you got the chick from the first one who I said that uh, she showed her cans and um, Starship Troopers. She looked good again. She's getting older, but she still looked good. So on this one, uh, we have a like a, a padlock on the iron maiden-like device around the victim's neck and it you know and this is the the guy that we had just been introduced to and it bears a a wilson steel logo and so they figure okay maybe there's something going on there so he gathers a swat team they bust into this abandoned factory and uh it's basically another layer of jigsaws now this how much fucking real estate does this dude own (laughs) you know what i'm saying yeah apparently he owns a lot He's on that Obamacare. He doesn't have to pay for his cancer treatment. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know how that works. I just know that they have better health care than I do. And that's yeah, bullshit. I don't think Obamacare that, man. Yeah. No, that sucks to be him. So, so they, <laughs> they, um, they find this this other layer of jigsaws, and you got a set of computer monitors, kind of like in the last one. Whenever Danny Glover and his uh, Asian partner busted in, Vic got upset because there was an Asian guy, and uh, yeah. you know, it, it's a uh, it, it's shows several people that are trapped in a mysterious house, like a it looked like an abandoned house, um, and in there is Daniel, um, Detective Matthew's son. And you've also got a timer here um, with less than two hours left. And um, Jigsaw, you can tell, is fucked up in this movie because, you know, he's got brain cancer and he's just sitting there. Like, and when they come in and tell him to get on his feet, he's like, I'm afraid I can't do that. And, you know, that's kind of the whole story of this uh, franchise is that, you know, Jigsaw is going to die at some point. So what the hell is going to go go on from there and when's he going to die? And it's clear that there is some progression between the first movie and this movie, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. So, Jigsaw tells uh, Detective Matthews that he'll see his son in a safe, secure state if he can sit in a room and just talk with him long enough, which you're like, what the fuck? What is Jigsaw up to, you know? Um, But this is really... This is really the first time we get a whole lot of John Kramer jigsaw. I mean, because you barely see him in the first one. But now he's playing a much bigger role in this one. And uh, you kind of get that charisma because I would compare his charisma to, like, a Robert England. Um, he has a certain charisma, you know what I'm saying? Like um, Tobin Bell does. And I think that's what yeah. makes makes this. I mean, honestly, this series kind of made uh, Tubman Bell like a horror god. You know what I'm saying? Like, this did for him, like, nothing else could do for Robert England. It makes sense. Yeah, he's going to go down in history as a guy that, you know, 
is an icon now, um, and all because of the series, and it's still going. So, all right, so in the house now, we, we go to the house, and uh, you've got all these kidnapped people who are trying to figure out how the fuck they got there. It's just like the first one, except you've got more people. So lots of different storylines going on here. And one person's passed out on the floor, and it turns out to be Amanda Young, played by Shawnee Smith. Not looking so great in this movie. I, I think that's by design, too. You know what I mean? Her hair's all fucked up, and she looks drugged out. I love Shawnee Smith. Yes. But you'd have to agree this is probably the worst she's looked, right? Yes, yes, no doubt. I mean, I'd still smash. I'm not saying... You know, apparently she was pregnant during this movie, so that might explain something. That's awesome. Yeah, she's a badass. So, uh, yeah, we remember her from the first one. She was the one that was able to escape her trap and said that Jigsaw saved her. Well, um, we'll get more into her story here in a minute. Uh, there's six other people in addition to Daniel and Amanda, and none of them knows who the others are. Everybody's a stranger to each other. And Amanda, when she wakes up, she's freaking the fuck out because she's figured out, oh, shit, I'm back in a situation like I was in, you know, in the first movie. And she starts just going nuts throughout this whole building, and she finally finds a uh, a cassette player, and, you know, a note falls to the floor. And she plays the cassette, and they all basically find out that the house will open in three hours. But there's a toxic nerve gas leaking into the house, which will kill them in two hours. Uh, Jigsaw mentioned something about, like, the Chinese train disaster or whatever it was that killed all these people. I don't know anything about it, but I assume it was a true story. Um, sure. Sounds good to me. So now this movie turns into one big scavenger hunt because they're all looking for the antidotes, which are hidden throughout the house. And uh, one of these is actually in a safe in the room with them, uh, but the combination to, to which is said to be in the back of their mind, which is interesting because Jigsaw, he doesn't say things lightly. You know what I mean? you got to pay attention to what he says, and it all makes sense in the end. So we're all like, what the fuck are you talking about? So the tape, you know, it also says that the key to how they are connected to each other is marked by an X, which we'll get into again later. Okay, well, meantime, you've got Gus, who's this fucking... I don't know, he looks like a lawyer or something. He's a businessman type guy. Um, the note the note says uh, something like, uh, this key should not be used to open this door. You know, and him and this Mexican dude, uh, Xavier, uh, they're, they're arguing about it. And they're like, no, fuck this, let's try it. So Xavier attempts to unlock the door with a key found uh, with the note that says, don't attempt to use the key on the door to this room. Well, when he does it, a fucking shotgun shoots this guy. Well, I don't know if it's a shotgun, but a gun shoots this guy who's looking out the peephole, uh, Gus, that is. So we get our first casualty um, in this house, like, almost immediately. It's like, fuck, man, why can't you follow directions? <laughs> Us guys, you know, we don't read directions. We'd all be dead. <laughs> yeah, we're, you know what I'm saying? We're male. We don't read directions. We'd be fucked. Then it's kind of funny yeah. that the female said, but the directions say. Oh, well. <laughs> So um, now we kind of get like an intercut between Jigsaw's lair as Matthews is talking with Jigsaw. And he's basically trying to buy, buy time um, while the video signal is being traced. And, you know, the captives in the house are trying to figure out where the antidotes are. So we're going to go back and forth between Jigsaw and Eric Matthews and what's going on in the house. Um, so in the basement, you know, as they're kind of searching around this house, they find a message for um 
Obi, which I don't fucking understand because it looks like Obi to me. It's spelled the exact same way as Obi-Wan Kenobi, but it's Obi. And this guy's like a, he looks like a fucking crackhead or something. You know what I'm saying, Vic? Yeah, for sure. And his, his name's stupid. Yeah. And uh, the the uh, the message for him basically gives gives out the info that Abi helped in the capture of everybody in the house. He helped kidnap these people, so automatically everybody's like, "Fuck this guy!" And he's like, "You would have done the same thing." But you don't kind of you don't really get any info on why he did it, other than he was kind of either paid to do it or forced into it. You know, it could have been either. Look at what happened to uh, Zeb in the first one. Yeah, uh, we're going to say paid. No, we'll say fools. So, uh, what you find out is um, two of the antidotes are actually inside this furnace. And so everybody tells him that he's going to be the one to uh, crawl in there. And you get kind of a cool scene where uh, Xavier threatens him with a knife, and he cuts himself with a knife. He's like, if you're going to threaten me, might as well go ahead and cut me. I'm like, oh, shit, this motherfucker's crazy. So, this guy crawls into this um, furnace, okay, and uh, while he's in there, he crawls all the way to the back, and he pulls one of the antidotes, and he goes to pull the other one, and when he pulls it, it actually closes the door to this furnace. And um, he, he while he's in there, he's fucking getting roasted alive. They're all trying to get him out, you know, and it looks like while this is going on that there's like a... Um, a dial that he could turn because, like, the devil's pointing at it. And I think that would actually turn it off. But this guy's, like, too scared to get to it. Is it. Does it feel like there was a deleted scene or something where this guy's, like, scared of fire? You know what I'm saying? Like, it felt like there was something going on there more than what they told us. Yeah, I mean, yeah, probably. Um, I got the unrated version, and it's no different. So, but yeah, I, I think me there's too. something that should be there. I do too. But doesn't that make sense? Like, why would he sit there and not try, at least try? I mean, fuck sitting there getting roasted. I'd get roasted for a second rather than just burning and dying, you know? Yeah, yeah, screw that. Yeah, okay, so he, he notices this switch, like I said, that could have turned off the fire next to a drawing of the devil. And on the tape, Jigsaw says, when you're in hell, only the devil can help you out. So I, I just don't understand why this guy didn't try. You know, it's weird. So I think I think there's probably some backstory to him, at least maybe a two-second backstory where he's scared of fire. Um, but who knows why? Because I feel like this guy just wasn't hashed out completely, you know? They wanted to get down to their hour-and-a-half runtime, And I have not watched deleted scenes, if there are any. And I just, I don't know. But I feel like that's the deal. But what's really fucked up about the scene where he burns alive is they actually get one of the um, doors open, and this guy's hanging out. And to me, there's something that's really fucked up about this. This guy's half of his body's in there getting roasted, and you know what's going on, but you can also see him hanging out, and you can see his fucking face. And there's something even more disgusting than him just being in there getting roasted. You know, I, I don't know what it is about it. But it's more <laughs> disturbing, you know? Yes, sir. That's crazy. So he didn't get either one of the syringes out, and Xavier's going nuts. And Xavier's just this big Mexican dude who's fucking... You can tell he's nuts. Apparently he's a drug dealer, which we'll get into later. All right, well, next, uh, we find the door... Yeah, go ahead. 
Well, I said quit being racist. He is. He's a big Mexican drug lord. I'm not making it. Okay, maybe he's not Mexican, but he's Hispanic, that's for sure. <laughs> maybe he's Cuban. He's probably Cuban. Or Puerto uh-huh. Rican. So, yep. um, a door without a padlock is found, and Xavier actually pushes in the door, um, which starts a countdown timer, which sucks because we already have a countdown, and, and they only have two hours to get the fuck out of here. And they find another tape. The Jigsaw loves leaving tapes around for people. You better watch it. You might have a sex tape. Can you just imagine uh, uh, a tape of him? You know, he's like, oh, yeah, give me cancer, baby. It was his voice. That'd be weird. I can honestly say I never did until right this moment. Me either. <laughs> that just tells you my fucking mind frame right now while I'm sitting here You're drinking. Uh, yeah, I'm sitting here drinking gumption, woodchuck, hard cider. Serve cold. I am naturally gluten free. I'm happy. So anyway, I'm drinking um, red apple Not gluten free, but I'm happy. Yeah. So they find another tape. Like I said, Jigsaw condemns Xavier for being a drug dealer. See, told you he's a fucking drug dealer. And what you find mm-hmm. is this pit. And I bet you this part fucks you up. A pit with thousands of used hypodermic syringes. And inside this pit, there's going to be a key with an antidote hidden within it. And um, instead of searching for the uh, searching through the pit himself, Xavier, who is a fucking sick asshole, he throws Amanda in. Amanda, who's not wearing any shoes or anything, she's got like the, um, the softest clothes on of the bunch. I mean, some other people have jeans and shit. She looks like she just woke up out of bed. And I'm like, oh, fuck. He, he took a page out of my book. I don't know if we talked about this yet, but Amanda's here. You can see her wrist taped because she's a cutter. You know, she was a drug addict, but now she's a cutter. So Jigsaw's once again putting her through the bullshit because she doesn't take care of herself and doesn't appreciate life. So anyway, Xavier throws her in. And this is fucking brutal, you know what I mean? She's crawling around these broken syringes, um, needles everywhere, and... uh, Vic, talk about this scene, man. What were you feeling watching this? Because it's pretty... I mean, it's not like... It's not the thing I can't watch, but you can feel the pain she's going through on this. Uh, I, I hate it. <laughs> I guess another one of the scenes, man. It's just like... I just don't want to look. You know what I'm saying? I did, but I don't want to see. So it's not yeah, it's like watching that with some of them where I just have to look away or whatever, but it's just... It's uncomfortable. This bothers me. I'm not going to lie. This isn't one of those that completely makes me ill, though. But I will say it's effective as hell. And I know it works on a lot of people. And it works on me, too, just not to the extent of some other people. Because I guess, I mean, it's nasty, but I I can handle that a little better than some other things, which we'll get into in a little bit. It is just fucking, oh, God damn. Well, she finds the key. Um, but Xavier fails to unlock the door before the timer runs out. And he gets all pissed off at her. I'm like, motherfucker, you just threw her in a bed of syringes. And, you know, the (laughs) antidote remains locked up. I'm surprised everybody didn't gang up on Xavier and kill his ass at this point, because you know you can't trust this motherfucker, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only time I like syringes is wrestling, by the way. That's Say what? (laughs) I said the only time I like syringes is wrestling. Yeah, in the cheek. Yeah. So we go back to Jigsaw's office now, or his lair, 
And he kind of reveals that the people trapped in the house are all criminals who were framed by Eric Matthews at one point, and that his son may be in danger should the others find out who he is. Um, so he's like, oh, fuck, you know what I mean? Look what I got myself into. So Matthew starts getting pissed off with Jigsaw's philosophical bullshit, and um, uh, Carrie, or whatever the chick's name is, you know, they, they can't really, they're not getting what they need from Jigsaw, which is like to get his son out of there. So she says, trash his work. You know, trash his work. This is, it means something to him. So he starts trashing all Jigsaw's models and plans, and Jigsaw is just like, go ahead destroy it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm like, Jigsaw doesn't give a damn about anything. He's like, I'm fucking dying. I really like it because whenever Eric Matthews first talks to him, he's like, uh, it's something like, um, I'm going to rip your head off. And he's like, I don't mean to, uh, you know, uh, mock you, detective, but uh, I'm a cancer patient. There's not much you can do to me. And I'm like, he does kind of have that on you. What are you going to do, kill him? He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, I guess it's kind of whatever to him, huh? Yep, he didn't give a damn. What are you going to do to him? He didn't give a shit. Well, we go back to the house again now, and you've got Xavier, who's abandoned the others because, you know, he's taken his rap, raft on the way out of Cuba, and he's formed his own nation now. So he finds a colored number written on the back of Gus's neck, dead Gus. And he realizes what he was talking about, you know what Jigsaw was talking about uh, about number. You know the uh, the combinations in the back of your minds, and he realizes the combination to the safe is on the back of people's necks. And he's like, okay. So he pulls out a knife and he tells Jonas, uh, this black dude, to turn around. Jonas is a cool dude of the group. Like out of everybody, he's one of the ones that you kind of feel for, even though you know you know he's a criminal. You just kind of feel for him. And Jonas assumes Xavier means some, you know, he wants to fucking hurt him. So he fights back, and they get into this big fight. And uh, uh, Jonas is fucking up Xavier for a while, but uh, uh, he starts having a fit. You know, he's coughing up this blood, and Xavier fucking takes advantage of him and hits him with this. I mean, how do you explain it, Vic? It was a baseball bat with nails in it, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. So, of course, he gets his number now. Now he starts stalking the, the people that are left over. So you've got Laura, who's one of the girls in there. And you never do we ever find out why Laura's in here? We know she was a criminal, but do we ever find out why? If we this do, i This is a blonde. I, I know the dark-haired chick, the Mexican or whatever she is. She's like, um, she's a hooker. But I don't know what the blonde is. Probably a blonde. Yeah, we never find out for sure what her deal is. Um, so she notices an X marking a painting on the wall, and once they lift it up, they find a t photo tacked to the back of it. And, you know, the photo shows that Daniel uh, is the son of, oh, Eric Matthews. So everybody's like, you little motherfucker. And he's like, I didn't know, blah, you know. And they're lucky it wasn't like Xavier and the black guy who found out, because it might have been bad for him, you know. So... Laura finds this, this clue, but then she fucking dies from the poison. Why do you think some people are dying faster than others? Do you think they like gave it out at different times, or just she's maybe smaller than the rest of them? Because she is kind of small yeah. compared to the rest, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's what I would assume. Like, I'm sure it's kind of like, uh, kind of like the alcoholic. Each, each body type has a different uh, tolerance, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
I, I guess so. Uh, it's interesting, though. But, yeah, she's the first one to go, and she's another one that really didn't do anything wrong so much, and we don't even know what her deal was. Like, I feel like there's a couple stories here without answers as to what the deal was. Like, you know, we got a little bit about Abby, and we know the hooker, and we know the uh, the drug dealer, but we're not really sure about some of the other ones. And you know what I also find fucked up? is that Jonas, when he was arguing with Xavier, he was saying that he had family there and that there's people looking for him, and if they don't find him, they're going to come after his family. And I'm like, uh, well, <laughs> I guess they're coming after his family now. You know what I'm saying? Because Jonas dies in there, and so they're going to come after his fucking family, whoever it is. Good job, yeah. Jonas, you <laughs> fuck up. That's fucked up. Well... The Hispanic hooker, and I assume she's Hispanic, her name's Addison, she somehow finds another unlocked room, and she stumbles in there, and it's got this glass box containing an antidote. And it was a trap that was actually meant for Gus. And uh, she gets caught in it. I don't know how to describe this thing. It's like finger. It's like Chinese finger cuffs, but you can't really get out. And uh, she's got her arm stuck in this it's thing, and I guess it's like starting to deglove her. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty horrible. Some things suck. Yeah, it's cut the shit out of her. You can tell. Like, she's bleeding all over her arms. And plus, she's got this fucking issue going on with the uh, the poison that's in her. Um, hey, we got somebody from New Jersey on the line. I have no idea who. But, hey, good for them. <laughs> they might just be. David. Is it? David, what's up, David? It's a, it's a what's going on? What up, fella? Not a whole hell of a lot. <laughs> Just hearing about. Yeah. Well, let's see here. We are to the point of Saul 2 where the uh, Hispanic hooker puts her arms in the uh, the glass box and she's stuck there mm. now. And I'm thinking if she tries to pull her way out, she's basically going to skin herself. I think, I mean, you know, it's not like explicit as to what's going on other than the fact that she can't get the fuck out. So, um if she would have actually taken some time to look around, she would have seen the key hanging from the ceiling on the other side of the box. But, of course, Xavier comes in. Again, he's the drug dealer. He comes to her, and, uh, like, she's screaming for help, and he just kind of uh, brushes her hair to the side, and he's like, it's going to be okay, and he gets her number, you know, for the uh, combination that he's figured out how to get. Yeah. So uh, he just fucking leaves her to die from blood loss. We assume blood loss. We don't really get to see her die, but we do get to hear her scream like a motherfucker. <laughs> so, yep, that we do. So Xavier finds this uh, this photo, and he finds out that Daniel's uh, Eric Matthews' son now. You know, he found the discarded photo, and he hunts him and Amanda down. So he's trying to find both of them to get their number. Um, and uh, meanwhile, back at the uh, fucking Jigsaw's headquarters, this whole movie's back and forth between two places. I mean, the first one was kind of that way, too, but this one's even more cuts. Um, you've mm-hmm. got Eric Matthews. He just had his, He's had enough. Donnie Wahlberg's lost his shit at this point. Him and um, Black Cop, um, they talk about going old school on Jigsaw. And, you know, Carrie, she's like, that shit ain't going to work, and he doesn't give a damn. So they lock Carrie out of this room, and they leave Eric Matthews in the room alone. And he starts beating the fuck out of Jigsaw. And not only does he beat him up, I have to tell you, one of the most brutal scenes in all the series is when he fucking breaks Jigsaw's finger, and his reaction to it is awesome. 
Yeah, I mean, it's funny that they kind of went, <clears throat> I mean, in hindsight, all that hardcore on the, on the main character, obviously being Jigsaw at first, but, you know, it, it all, I mean, obviously when you get into later Saws, it all ties in together, but I couldn't believe that somebody actually got their hands on the main guy already, pretty much. Yeah, and, and I mean, he fucking whipped his ass, and Jigsaw is just like, you know, he's like, that's the that's the Detective Matthews that, you know, got awards, and, you know, he's basically mocking him the whole time he's beating his ass, and finally, he sticks a gun in Jigsaw's mouth, and he's like, game over, I'll take you to the house, and, you know, you still get the feeling that Jigsaw's up to something, because, I mean, he didn't give a fuck, like you said earlier, he's a cancer patient, what are you going to do to me? So they leave, yeah. and the... uh as they leave, and they have to go on their own because that was Jigsaw's, um, you know, um, his agreement with them that the only way he would tell them where it was is they'd go by themselves. The tech team actually figures out where the signal's coming from in the monitors, and they follow it. So back in the house again, Xavier, he's following Amanda and Daniel through this trap door, and you've got this game of cat and mouse. And uh, it leads to this bathroom trap from the first movie, so we're back into mm-hmm. the whole set from the first movie. And I can't remember if they had to do it in this movie. And no, it was Saw 3. But they to to get the bathroom in Saw 3, which I may not bring up later, so I'll bring it up now, they had to actually borrow the one from, like, Scary Movie 2 or Scary Movie 3, rather. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then, like, spruce it up. So, yeah, just because I guess they didn't film in the same location and all that bullshit, and it was just different. That That would have been hard to, you know, make it exactly how it was in the first one. So they had this little nice kiss to the people of the first one. And this is one of the few sequels, like a Halloween 2, that kind of takes place right after the first one, um, and you get a lot of cuts from the first one, too. So, um, yeah, uh, inside I mean, you here... Yeah, you get a lot of cuts in the previous ones and all the ones going forward, you know, from here on out. Now, just as random thought... Was it Saw Two or Saw Three that they had the um, the different? Uh, I think it was a different director or different producer or something. Like it was a major change in the movie. Very early well, on. Well, in, in this one, in this one, they have Darren Lynn Bozeman directing. Um, James Wan was the director of the <clears> first one, but you still had Lee Wannell involved in this one, who wrote both of them. He, he helped <clears> write <throat> the first one and he helped write this one. So the only departure in this one, in a major way, is James Wan. But Darren Lynn Bozeman, good director. Um, like I said, he did Repo, the Genetic Opera. He's got a pretty good list of films to his credit. And, uh, yeah, um, so not a huge departure in this one. You can kind of tell that it, it's pretty similar in terms of, uh, you know, just the style and everything. So cool. inside this bathroom, you've got the decomposing severed foot of Dr. Gordon, a.k.a. Carrie Elwes. You've got the remains of Zepp in there and you've got adam in there uh who's in an advanced state of decomposition so we have the story of what's happened to these guys we knew zepp was dead we figured adam would die which he did and uh, it's kind of fucked up to see it though you know what i mean so it's been a while obviously since the first one i I don't know if we ever got a timetable but it's obviously been some time because they're you know decomposing And, and amanda looks different than she did in the first one too but again that's that's another different timetable because, you know, it was like six months between whenever she was in the trap to uh, whenever the events of the bathroom took place. So, I mean, who knows how long this was. But um, meanwhile, again, 
after Xavier, he, he comes up to Amanda and he's like, "I want, I want your number." And like, uh, Detective Matthew's son is acting like he's dead, and um, you know, he, he, she's like, "Yeah, that's great and all, but how are you going to read your own number?" And he thinks about it for a minute, and then we get another disgusting fucking scene that when I he remember. cuts his own skin, skin off for the fucking number. Oh my god. Yes. Vividly, yeah. Dude cut slices a piece of his skin from the back of his neck where it's written. J- David, how fucking bad would it suck if he goes to do this, right? And he like, <laughs> cuts it in half by accident, and he can't read the fucking number. You know, or he has to do it again. Like, that's what I was thinking about. Wouldn't that suck? <laughs> that would fucking blow. Yeah, but, you would go through all this effort, you're butchering the fuck out of your neck, and then all of a sudden it's just like, oh, well, that sucks. <laughs> Where do I go from there? <laughs> And you know what's interesting about this? And Vic, you'll see. If, I'll see if you agree with me. What's really good about this is that, um, just like in the first one, you've got a person reacting to this person doing something disgusting to survive. Like in the first one, you had Adam watching Doctor Gordon saw his own foot off, and it made it that much more effective to see the person who's watching it and his reaction, kind of like in Fight Club when you've got all the reactions of the spectators whenever this guy's getting the shit beat out of them. It's the same way in this one. It's more effective than just showing the person doing it. You get to see the person in the room with them freaking out. And Amanda, despite what she's been through, is sitting there like, oh, my God, this is fucking nasty. Even she's taken aback by it, you know? Yep, I agree 100%. I mean, it's just smart direction, smart writing, uh, just fucking genius. Showing people's reaction means... So much in a in a situation like this because I mean they're right there that that tells you the story. So anyway, so Xavier he's got the number now. Now he just needs you know Daniel and Amanda's and he starts to reach down for it and Daniel pops up and slashes Xavier's throat with uh, Doctor Gordon's hacksaw from the previous film. Um, so that comes back. We get some nice little uh, touches from the first film. Meanwhile, back to Eric Matthews. He arrives at the house. And, you know, he kind of makes his way inside. And eventually he finds the trap door. And the SWAT team, meanwhile, arrives at the location of the video signal. But it's not the same house that they, you know, they sh- saw earlier on the monitors in Jigsaw's lair. Uh, it's, no- it's nothing like that. The events in the house actually took a place a few hours earlier and were broadcast from tapes. And that's what we find out. And it's like, holy shit, this wasn't even going on live. Jigsaw was fucking with them. So Matthews arrives in the bathroom. And he gets stabbed in the thigh with a hypodermic syringe and gets knocked unconscious by somebody wearing a pig mask. And so now we're going to get our big reveal. The timer at Jigsaw Lair, Jigsaw's lair expires and, you know, a safe opens. And you see Daniel inside and he's wearing an oxygen mask. So he survived this whole thing with the protection of what happened to Amanda. Well, we're about to find out. Matthew's... You know, he wakes up, he finds himself chained to a pipe, just like Gordon, just like Amanda, or Amanda Adam, rather, in the first one. And he's got an audio tape lying next to him, and it reveals that, uh, you know, Amanda's put him there. Um, so Amanda's is basically Jigsaw's um, uh, accomplice or um, apprentice. It, it shows a series of flashbacks, and it's like the epileptic fucking montage that they like to do in Saul where we learn that Amanda's become, you know, Jigsaw's protege, and that Matthews is going to be her first victim as revenge for framing her and sending her to prison where she became, you know, addicted to prison, or heroin, 
Maybe she was addicted to prison. I don't know. Anyway, I mean, she shows up in the door and she says game over before closing the bathroom door while Matthew screams like threats and he's like, fucking bitch. And uh, outside the house, you get to see Jigsaw who's had the holy fuck beaten out of him. You know, he kind of slowly smiles, you know, because he's happy. His master plans work to perfection. And fellas... I hate to spoil Saw 3, but I really thought Jigsaw was dead right here whenever I first saw this movie. I, I really did. I thought that was it. I thought that's what we were try- supposed to get out of this, but, you know, she's going to carry on the legacy, and he's dead now. But not so much. I thought so, too. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree with her. I thought that was it. And truthfully, I thought that uh, that was kind of going to be the end of, <clears throat> you know, that that was going to be the one sequel. And I just remember mm-hmm. when they were introducing Saw 3, I'm like, Whoa, okay. Yeah. This made me more Boy, interested wrong. in Yeah, well, exactly. And I and I I'm like, wow, uh okay, well what can you do from here? So it made me more interested in watching Saw Three. So um sorry about sorry about not getting you the number, David. Thanks for hitting Vic up. I didn't see that you had messaged. That's um, all good. Oh, okay, so um, David, since you uh, you don't even like movies, but you like the Saw movies, so I'm going to let you talk first. Tell me about you know the first if you remember the first time you saw it, what your thoughts are, and then give me some sort of a rating out of four. I remember <laughs> the first time I saw it was with an ex girlfriend of mine in an empty movie theater. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I guess it must have been the tail end of like when Saw was in theaters. I'm like, hey, let's you know let's go see this and. You know, she was freaking out because we were the only two in the theater because she was, you know, she's seen the other two as well. And she's thinking some freaking a pig mask is going to come and kidnap her or whatever. And I'm like, oh, you're just so dumb. So basically <laughs> then what winds up happening is uh, I just remember being unexpectedly surprised at how the direction of the third one went. Uh, creepy as fuck. Um, you know, good kills in this one. I mean... That's what I like about this movie. I mean, the the gore in it is like it's so over the top, and it's just like okay, this is actually pretty cool. But I just remember leaving. I remember leaving the theater like, okay, this is good. You know, not to spoil anything, but you know, okay. Now I wonder what's going to happen next if there is another one. You know, mm-hmm. and sure enough, you know, look in hindsight later, it's definitely uh, translated to another movie. Out of four, and I, I told you this, you know, before, that two and three are probably my favorites of the series, and I've watched all of them. So I would have to say this one out of four, I would give it a three. So. Fair enough. Well, what about you, Phil Pot? Um, first of all, I, I love that... Um, with the because obviously Saul was, as I said last week, is the king of the torture porn. Well, mm-hmm. it amps it up like with every movie. So starting off, you know the whole eyeball thing, like it just goes and goes and goes from there. Um, I, I love this movie. This is one of the one of the sequels that I love almost as much as the original. Um, like from any series ever, any franchise. I don't I usually don't like the sequels nearly as much as the original, but this one it's pretty close. Um <clears throat> and whenever it all comes down to it, man, it, it's 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 the perfect sequel in my opinion. 
It's a four out of four all day for me. I hate you, Mitch. I hate you. Because we agree every fucking time. We agree all the time. Um, I, I remember seeing this movie for the first time. I, like I said, I saw the first one. Somebody fucking bootlegged it for my ex-wife. And we watched it. And it was kind of shitty quality, but it was a really good movie. And I was like, well, we got to see Saw 2. And I think by this point, I already owned Saw on DVD. So, you know, we spent our money. And then we went and saw Saw 2 at the theater. And I was fucking blown away. I was like, you don't expect a sequel to be as good as the original. Now, I can't say that this is as good as the original, but it's right there. And as far as sequels go, like Vic said, to me, this is one of the best part twos ever. In fact, once upon a time, we did a YouTube show, and I know this had to be on our list somewhere, um, but our asses were so drunk, it didn't make much sense because by the end of it, we realized we both left Hatchet 2 off, and that wasn't right. But but I I really think this is like uh, top three of part twos of all time, right there with Halloween 2 and Texas Chainsaw Massacre part two. Like, I shit you not, I really think it's that good of a sequel. Um, You get a couple of really disgusting scenes. They did amp up the gore a little bit in this one. Yeah, nobody cut off their foot, but you had the idea that this guy would have to cut his eyeball out. You had this guy cut the skin off the back of his neck. You had somebody basically get degloved. You had somebody get burned alive, which was fucking gross. You had somebody... um, um, what, what else? I mean, this one guy gets caught in the you know the Iron Lady or or Iron Maiden or whatever the fuck that thing yeah, called and smashed his head. Yeah, yeah. Maiden, I mean, yep. there was a lot of good gore in this, but it was a good story too. Um, and you know it was just really good. And I thought Eric Matthews or, or Donnie Wahlberg was really good. And getting more of Tobin Bell was a good thing. I mean, that that made this movie that much better, and it just told us how good of an actor Tobin Bell was and how good Shawnee Smith was in this one. Um, I mean, goddamn, they had some, they had all the best elements of the first one. Um, I, I just can't say enough good things about this. Darren Lynn Bozeman and Lee Wannell did a hell of a job on this one. It deserves four out of four machetes from me. So that's, that's back-to-back four out of four, Vic. I mean, I can't remember a franchise that's done that for us, for both of us, since, like, Texas Chainsaw or Friday the 13th, maybe? Or Halloween? I don't know Halloween did. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure Halloween did. I'm pretty sure Halloween did. I don't yeah. know, though. You might not. So I will yeah. go to. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Uh, so, two things. One, you're going to kill me. The description I gave you is for Saw 3 because I thought we were moving on to the Saw 3. Uh, so I, I'll give I'll give Saw three three out of four. Saw two first time I saw it was um was actually from a friend's DVD. They said, "Oh, you saw the first one, right?" And I said, "Yeah." Well, you know, I have the second one. I'm like, "Oh, okay, great. Gives me a good chance to take a look at this." So I saw it, and it actually terrified me more. And like, it, it it shocked me more than the first one because it's like that was one of those things. How can you know? how can you top the first one? And I agree with you in the sense of, and like you said, I don't watch a lot of movies, but of whatever little I have seen and sequels, I agree with you. The sequels are rarely as good at all. It it, it rarely even gets to par with the first one. So, you know, this left me very satisfied and I'll give this one three out of four as well. Uh, That's, that's, yeah, you're, you're, 
I'm sorry that you had to go through that again. <laughs> You're all right. <laughs> it was really incredibly impressive. Like, if anybody ever shits on Saul 2, I'll tell them they're wrong. The only issues I had with it, Vic, there were like two characters that I felt like they had a couple of things that they could have at least dropped in there about them just to, you know, yeah. tell us a little bit more. And maybe they did, maybe they deleted it for the sake of time to get it down to an hour and a half runtime. But, uh, yeah, that was about my only complaints for this movie. Other than the fact that, you know, and this gets worse over time, but this whole fucking time issue of when things are going on versus what time it is now, all of the fucking jumping around drives me crazy at different parts in this series. It's like Tarantino, but uh, on on acid. <laughs> I don't know. You know, that... It's not too bad in Saw 2, but it starts getting really hard to follow later on. You know, not I mean, you know what's going on, but at the same time, it's like, fuck, man, can't we just go linear? All I heard was acid. Yeah, I mean, you know, with the later Saws, with the later Saws, it almost kind of reminded me of another movie that I had seen. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw it, Memento. Yeah, I've seen it. Vic probably hasn't. Or it just goes Yeah, there's so much ju- jumping back and forth in certain movies of this, and it, it it's it's doing it intentionally to fuck with you, and it, it kind of pisses me off at times because I'm like, I don't know when this is or how it is, and I can, like I almost feel like somebody needs to create a timeline for me so I know, you know, uh, I'm sure somebody has because if Friday the Thirteenth fans have a uh, created all these fucking timelines just to make things make sense. I'm sure they've done it with Saul, too. So, um, Yeah, that's our thoughts on Saul, too. And you know what? It, it, you know, you change from James Wan, and you got to assume it's going to be a step down, but Darren Lynn Bozeman, man, i got to give you props. You did a hell of a job on this movie, sir. Hell of a job. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Well, Victor, I believe... You are up to bat, sir, with your uh, Saw 3 talk, and I will drink while you talk, and I will chime in as needed. <laughs> Good, because that's what I've been doing the whole time he talked, and now i got to try to read. That makes it fun. Now, you want me to go ahead and throw out the uh, film specs for you before you get into the rundown? Yeah, yeah you can right. have those. All right, fellas. So I'll, I'll rattle this off to you real quick. Saw 1 gets 7.7 on IMDb. Saul 2 gets 6.6. What do you think Saul 3 gets? David, I'll let you go first. I'll go with the 7 flat. Okay. And Vic? I'm I'm, I'm throwing out a 5.5. This one gets a 6.2. So it drops by 0.4 from the last one. Uh, Budget went up by $6 million. We've got a $10 million budget now, Vic. And we're just talking two years after the first one. So it's steadily increasing. The box office in the United States was $80,238,724, um, which means that it did drop a little bit, not a lot, but they still, you know, did pretty, they did eight times their budget in the U.S., um, so pretty damn good uh, for a third entry into a series. Um, they're still making more than the first one uh, at this point, but you got to remember the budget did increase almost tenfold. Yeah, it went from what, like 1.2 to 10, so yeah. Yep, and this one also, just like Saw 2, directed by Darren Lynn Bozeman, and it's written by Lee Wannell. Um, in fact, I think he 
gets most of the credit for the writing on this one. I didn't even see Darren Lynn Bozeman as writer on this one, so I guess he just took over sole directing on this and did not write. And, you know, Lee Wannell and James Wan get credit for the story, but the whole thing, I think, was Lee Wannell in uh, part three. So we still get a lot of the pieces from the first two, uh, but Lee Wannell is just, you know, strictly writing, and Darren Lynn Bozeman is just strictly directing, and we'll see how that pans out. Yes, sir. All right, you ready? Yes, sir. Hold on, let me take a drink real quick. Okay, Saw 3 came out October 27, 2016, or 2006, rather. And uh, it's actually 15 minutes longer than Saw 2, so they added some runtime to this one. Yeah, it seemed long as fuck when I watched it earlier. <laughs> Just like at the theater. <laughs> yes. It was almost exactly like at the theater. It was horrible. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, before I get into actually really going too far into it, but uh, there's a few things that I, I just can't stand to see, like, you know, eye, like cutting eyes and things, like sort of how it was going to happen in the game of the first or the second one, but breaking your own foot is another thing that I just hate. <laughs> So, Vic, I just want to tell you while you get into this, just so I don't cut you off, um, that's the part in the movie that I can't really watch. It makes me sick. That that dude, I can sit here and watch the dude cut his foot off, but I can't sit there and watch this motherfucker break his own foot. It is disgusting. He doesn't just break (laughs) his own foot, let's be honest. He smashes it into oblivion. And I'm sitting there ready to hurl. And I know it's fake. You know what I'm saying? I know it's fake. It's not real. But it works every single time. Every time I hear him scream, every time I hear each hit, I want to throw up on my fucking screen. It is is the most disgusting thing in this whole series to me. I don't give a shit how sci-fi weird it gets. There is nothing more brutal than this shit. And not only is it brutal... But they keep doing shit with it, like him getting kicked in the fucking foot. Oh! <laughs> I mean, you know, it it's funny with people. It's funny with people because, you know, like, I, I have to bring up a story. With my, my mother, she uh, suffered a deviated septum as a, as a child. So anything in the movie, like, if anybody cracks their nose, if they get hit in the face, anything. Like, she loved horror movies. She loved sci-fi, like, her Sunday ritual for a long time was watching the Sci-Fi Channel all day, you know, when it was actually good. That's awesome. But when, <laughs> oh yeah, so anything like that would involve being hit in the face, and yet she was a huge pro wrestling fan and didn't give a shit if I did it. It, it made her cringe, especially anything with the nose. Like if you would crack, it, it would make her cringe. And mm-hmm. I totally get it because I, I I completely agree with you. Not to the point where it made me physically sick. But, I mean, I can crack my back. I can crack my bones all day. I have no issue with any of that shit. But when certain movies and productions do things a certain way, like that scene that you're talking about, it it really turns your stomach. And I completely agree. It's just like I could have done without that part. And I'll let Vic get into it real quick, but I wanted to give you one last parallel about that. And it's a strange movie. I think it's Dark Knight. It's Dark Knight. Remember when Batman dro- drops a dude off the roof and just lets his yeah, legs break? Th- that yeah. grosses me out, too. I just <laughs> something about that is fucking nasty uh, well, to me. But I can watch that, that movie? His leg all day. Wait, there, there was another movie like that. Uh, oh, what the hell was it? Quarantine? 
when the chick uh, drops off mm-hmm. of the balcony and just com- yep. like her legs just completely shatter. Yeah, Nasty. and then her walking on her bones. That shit. That just makes oh. like oh, like, like like talking about it right now is making my skin legitimately crawl. Like oh, like I said, God, dude, it gross. is fucking vile. And and Vic, oh, I'm gonna sit here and shudder while you're talking about this shit. <laughs> I mean, but, seriously, but this is the only stop. thing that got to me. But I, I can watch Sid break his leg all day long. I don't get it. And it was real. <laughs> big, maybe if he sat there and fucking obliterated his foot with a uh, with the top of a toilet. My God. <laughs> I, remember when I messaged you and I said that, I, that fucking Saw 3 makes me want to throw up? That's the part. That is the part. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm sitting here, like, trying to glue my eyes open so I can stare at it. But it was uh, hard. <laughs> yeah, man, it's rough. Because today's the first time I watched it since that uh, April day in the theater. Yeah. <laughs> the sleeping day. All right. Yeah, well, continue. Yeah. I'll yeah. sit here and shut up for a minute so you can talk about it. I just <laughs> had to get that in and agree with you 100%. That that movie ruined my life. <laughs> See, we we agree on something else. How about that? Yeah, it's fucking nasty. So anyway, so um, Rick Matthews escapes by breaking his foot with the toilet lid, as we already talked about. Slipped out of the ankle chain, and then upwards six months later, they they discover an, another jigsaw victim. Um, he's discovered by Lieutenant Rank Detectives Carrie and Hoffman, who we actually met up in uh, Cincinnati last year. Or this Hostess year. Mandalore. Yeah, we met him this year when we met Tony Bell. We need to get black so, guys at the convention. Yes, we need to get all the black guys at the convention so we're not racist. <laughs> we'll bring our <laughs> black guy. We'll bring all we can do. It's good for him. Anyway, so, so the guy that they find in his test, Troy, who is De La Rose, who we actually had on this podcast once upon a time. And yes, we, we did. Him at, uh, at the horror convention once upon a time as well. I didn't meet him because I didn't like him. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, we actually talked to him uh, two years ago um, in October, so it is a good timing. Yeah, we, uh, we don't even know if we talked to him about this movie. Might have. You weren't on the show. It was Jer. It was Jer. Oh, well, shit. Nobody replaced me with Jer. Well, I didn't. (laughs) You tried. I'm pretty sure you were working. Yeah, probably. I do that sometimes. But anyway, in his tennis, Troy was to rip chains from his body, which was another horrible thing to watch. Oh, it is, right. dude. It's just like when Schlack's hanging from his fucking back. It's another thing. It is. It's one thing to have some nasty bastard hanging from their back. It's quite another to have it in your fucking lip, your ribs. They were going to have this, like, all over his fucking body, like in his eyelids and shit. But they decided it was just too complicated, and it was still effective the way it was. So that's how they did it. And, like, it, it was the whole thing was he had to do it to flee from the bomb, but then the door was still so he couldn't even escape anyway you know um he he, uh this was in a school by the way did you notice that it was in a classroom yeah oh yeah 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 
That's kind of fucking weird, isn't it? Like, usually they're in warehouses and shit. Just randomly they picked a school. And, like you said, it is weird that the fucking door was locked. So that's not jigsaw yeah, behavior. Yeah, it goes against everything that jigsaw has taught us over the first two movies. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but we know I there's know, another maybe. involved now. Yeah. So, um, Detective Carey feels guilty over Matthew's disappearance or whatever. So... And she later uh, wakes up with the harness hooked into her ribs. <clears throat> yes, which is nasty, too. Another. <laughs> yes, they, they, as I said last movie, they they up the gore every movie. And, like, it, it's, this movie is getting more disgusting. Hard That's to watch. where the torture porn comes from. It comes from the sequels, not so much the original, other than the dude cutting off his fucking foot. But, you know, <laughs> that's where it comes from. Yeah, man. Oh. But, and it gets even worse because the key to unlock this device is in a beaker of acid. And when she has to put her hand in, like, in her hand just in turns to mush. And that might be the most disgusting thing in the movie so far. Yeah, that was pretty fucking. You ever been burned by acid, Vic? I have not. I've done acid, but I didn't get burned by it. <laughs> I guess I've been I, burned by acid. I've been burned by battery acid. It sucks. Yeah, I, I got mean, burned I, by, uh, I, I got I got burned by hydrochloric acid. That shit sucks too. Oh fuck that, man! What are you trying to do? Dissolve bodies or something? Can't trust uh, you, David. Just it's always just quiet. Because, just because. Yeah, just because yeah, thanks. Yeah, just because I worked in a funeral home doesn't mean that you know I had to get involved with any other shit like that. No, I was did working really? at a job. I did. Yeah, I worked That's in the funeral great. business for like nine years. Yeah. Did you ever have a casket? So wait, hold on. Everybody laughing. Wait. That was a serious question because I would have liked a night of the demons. Uh, I, no, I didn't I even hear your question. I wanted to know if you had sex in a casket. Uh, no, no. What was the point of working in a funeral home, then? Uh, a, a career, I thought at the time, but I guess I not. would have had a career of having sex in a casket. I mean, don't get me wrong, the idea presented itself, but with a live person, but, um... <laughs> I didn't mean with a dead person, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, with you, with you, with you sometimes, I don't know, so I... I yeah, that's a good point. Let me clarify that. Um, but yeah, hey no, David, I, it was actually. Let me ask you yeah. a question. What's the difference between jam and jelly? God, what? You can't jelly your dick into a dead girl's ass. <laughs> <laughs> that was listed straight from Halloween too. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. <laughs> uh. I have another one, but I I don't know if I should say it on there. But anyway, um, my original uh, my original point I was saying uh, I was working at a job that uh, worked with hydrochloric acid. In um, we had to do something with dissolving like animal marrow or some bullshit, and then uh, the idiot supervisor told me to just use regular rubber gloves, not these like extra protected gloves. And then all of a sudden it was. Uh, you know, had an we had an error, and 
some asshole didn't have the caps of the hydrochloric acid on right, and I burnt both my hands. I, I walked around my house two, for like three days looking like I'm about to participate in a boxing match. It was not fun. It was a uh, it was a wardrobe malfunction. Pretty much. <laughs> nice. All right, all right. Continue, Vic. <laughs> we went way off. Of all, 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 all y'all doing is let me drink more, and I don't like it. I don't appreciate it. But anyway, <laughs> so that yeah, probably the afternoon hands. But anyway, so she retrieves the key. And it's, it still rips her uh, rib cage apart. So, once again, we're going against everything uh, Jigsaw stands for. He's playing the game, but he's changing the rules. So, what an asshole. <clears throat> yeah. So, Jeff, who is played by Angus McFaggin or something. Angus McFaggin. A man who seeks vengeance for the death of his son. And Lynn Denlon, a depressed doctor, also kidnapped under John Chambers' orders, who is obviously Tobin Bell. Lynn is brought before John to be ridden from his cancer by his apprentice, Amanda, who is obviously Johnny Smith. <clears throat> she is given a straightforward game. Keep John alive for the duration, duration of Jeff's game. That's, that sounds pretty simple, right? Uh, yeah. Should John, should John die or should she try to escape the collar around her neck? We'll fire five shotgun shells into her head. Yeah, I mean, that's more, that's more like it. Meanwhile, Jeff awakens in the middle of an abandoned heat packing plant. Yeah, if my Fuck phone this guy. Off, you gotta do it. Fuck this guy. I hate Jeff. He's a bum. Oh, yeah, he is. He's a... He's a <laughs> He awakens in an abandoned meat packing plant, probably fudge packing with him, and is informed that he must go through several tests, which will lead him to the man responsible for the loss of his child to let the game begin. In his first test, test Jeff enters a freezer, which also sucks because it's cold. It, look, it looks horrible. But we got new. Uh, he, he finds a woman named Danica Scott. Who was played by Deborah Lynn McCabe, and I'm in love with her. You're in love with her yeah. frozen titties. Yeah. The only other witness to a drunk driving accident is the killer, his son Dylan. By refusing to testify in court, she became an object in Jeff's vengeance. Danica is stripped naked and chained between two poles, just like naked. every naked woman can do. What? Naked. Yeah. Hey, hold on. Okay. Got <laughs> All right, so this chick's stripped naked, right? And she's in this, like, it's in a walk-in cooler, basically. And throughout this whole thing, you find out that she's actually, um, yeah, she was the only other witness to the drunk driving accident that killed his son, Dylan. And, you know, she refused to testify in court. And so, uh, you know, Jeff pretty much was like, fuck her, I'm going to kill her. And along with everybody else who's, you know, caused me so much pain and suffering. Well, like I said, like Vic said, she was stripped naked and she's chained between these two poles that are spraying ice cold water on her at random intervals. And uh, she she eventually, you know, I guess she makes Jeff feel bad and he decides he's going to try to help her. And 
he's trying to get this key to get her out, but it, you know, he takes too fucking long, and she freezes solid before he can retrieve the key from behind the frozen metal bars. And Jeff gets his face all fucked up when he's trying to get this key. And this chick dies. It's, I mean, it's not one of those deaths that's bloody or, you know, uh, anything's breaking. But the idea of just freezing to death the way she does, it's pretty fucked up. But you got to think at some point she probably lost feeling. So it's kind of like the dude burning alive. Um, fuck that, though, is all I'm saying. It, it looked like it sucked. You know what's funny about this scene, David? Uh, we're talking. We're still talking about the naked chick, right? Yeah, the chick freezing. It was actually really fucking hot in that room, not cold. So everybody was like roasted in this room, but she was like, uh, you know, she was not. So they had to make it look like that everybody was cold, but it was the opposite. So I mean, my biggest fear in life is drowning. Um, uh-huh. I'd I'd imagine dying the way that she dies in that scene in the movie, it, you're basically still suffocating your lungs anyway, so I could imagine, you know, anything to deal with lung suffocation, it really it bothers me. But, um, yeah, the, just to watch that whole thing, like, I don't know, like, I told you that the one of the sickest, the most gruesome deaths in any saw comes in a later saw which you guys will talk about eventually but uh the other one was when when the girl goes through the needles but this one yeah. probably was one this one probably was one of those that just like made me question life it's just like what the fuck like really <laughs> and i know it's a movie and everything but man it it really it like that kill depressed me yeah it was fucked up victor you back All right, so we go to the next test for uh, Jeff here. He actually has to go to um, this guy, Judge Halden, who's uh, at the bottom of this. Yes. I don't know what to think about this. It's gross, yeah. This guy's. I thought he was going to, like, have saws coming at him, but that's not really how this one worked. You know, he's laying at the bottom of this pit that's being filled with liquefied pig corpses. So it's, like, really nasty, but not so much, like... Painful, although drowning is fucking horrible. I, I'm not disagreeing with that, uh, David. Uh, it's it just I don't know. Uh, it, it doesn't it doesn't run with some of the things that they've been doing before. They've been wanting blood and broken bones, and this one's just a little different. So um, this is the same guy who um, uh, had sentenced Dylan's killer, the little kid's killer, to uh, six months in prison, which basically is pissed off uh, uh, Jeff now. And I'll get into one last thing, and I'll let Vic talk. But uh, uh, so, in order to save this guy, uh, Jeff has to incinerate his his son's toys to get a key, which he, he does. He saves the judge here, which you know it's showing that Jeff is having remorse for his actions, um, which is what Jigsaw is looking for, or not remorse for his actions, but he's willing to um, forgive, and that's what Jigsaw is looking for here. Jigsaw's such yeah. a Christian. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, Travis, I'm All right, so we have now saved the frozen, or the frozen chick died, the judge has been saved, and now you're on to the third test. Well, uh, just before, not, not, to cut, not to cut you off, uh, yeah. but, with, but with, this, with this judge, um, 
Now, let me ask you something, uh, Travis, since you're you're a dad. You look at uh-huh. you look at this you look at this and all the shit that the guys going through, like through these tests and everything, so much too. Does it change your perspective on how movies like this are portrayed or like how certain situations are? Because it's like, oh, this happened to me, like no holds barred, gloves are off, like that's it, motherfuckers are gonna die. Anything like that. Like does it change your perspective on looking at things then versus now? It's a really weird thing because um I can understand Jeff being pissed off the way he is, but at the same time, he has another kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I didn't have any other kids and something like that happened to my kid, I could understand being like Jeff, but Jeff had something to live for. He has another kid. And so to me, it just makes me dislike him because he's completely neglecting one kid and his marriage, which isn't all his fault. We'll get into that later because of the fact that he's so vengeful and if it were me and I was vengeful like that, I'd probably focus on one person, not three or four or whatever it is. So I, I don't know, man. Like if somebody like killed my kid or, or raped my kid or did something horrible to my kid, absolutely, the person responsible would be fucked. But if I had other kids to live for, then I might have to rethink my actions there. And that's where Jeff and I don't really see eye to eye, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, my apologies. I just wanted to kind of, add a different element into this because, you know, again, everybody's got their own life that they and he's have. Really and certain... he, he's really my biggest issue with this whole movie. He's so fucking one-dimensional, and and I think that's the issue with what's going on here. And we'll get into that in a bit, and I'll talk more about him. So it's hard to identify with him like what you're talking about. I could if it were somebody else that I actually had any kind of a, I don't know, feeling towards. But go ahead, Dick. <laughs> Alright, so the third test, Jeff comes face-to-face with Timothy Young, who was the guy that uh, they killed his son. And he is, like, sat to this machine, just going to, like, twist all of his limbs and his neck one by one. until This is over. brutal, too. This is brutal, is. too. <laughs> I, I have a hard time watching this one, too. It's fucking Everything nasty. in this movie is brutal, man. It's br- this movie is brutal. What, what did you think of the, the... Okay, so you didn't get to get into it because you were away for a second, but the girl getting frozen and the pig thing. Like, I thought, okay, the girl getting frozen is kind of fucked up, but the pig thing, eh. Sorry, what did you say? My phone cut out. I said uh, the girl getting frozen was kind of fucked up, but the pig thing didn't really affect me at all. I just thought it was gross. But, I mean, not in a way that was like the others. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was what it was. It wasn't nothing crazy. Like, uh, I, I like the frozen thing. I didn't really care for the pain, whatever. It was whatever to me. Yeah, when you see all these saws come out, you think somebody's about to get their asses fucking chopped up. But in, instead, they're just. I mean, it was unique in its own way. But it was almost like a. It's like almost like in wrestling that somebody sets up a table but never goes through it. Yeah, pretty much. That's a good. Uh, that's a very analogy. analogy. And a yeah. very That's how I felt that. that. Yeah, that was my feeling on it. It could have been great. I mean, they could have used the pig thing in a different way if they were going to do it. You can't break out saws and then not give it to us. Yeah. So continue. All right, so we're on third guy. Who's going fucking, this guy's like crucified, too. It's, it's fucked. <laughs> so Jeffrey, uh, Jeffrey trees the... The key that's attached to the trigger of a shotgun, but Alden is killed when the shotgun is accidentally discharged. 
guess it's too late to say it. Timothy before his neck is fatally broken. So, oh shit, lost my thing. I don't know. But anyway, so uh, he, he was too late to save him, and, and yeah, so even though he, he died, he still he still uh, completed his test. So he gets to move on to the final area which is probably not going to be very fun for him, I would think. Anyway, so meanwhile, Lynn and Amanda work together to keep John alive. They improvised brain surgery, which is disgusting, like so far disgusting. Uh, just thinking about it, man, this is probably the one thing that made me sick us out of this entire movie. Am I still alive? Oh, it's... It's nasty, okay. dude. It's fucking nasty. Yeah. It is. Sorry, and, I'm uh, me, I wasn't sure if my phone cut off because it happens, you know. But anyway, so they're doing an improvised brain surgery intended to relieve symptoms on John's brain, and he's like, like they got like a pizza cutter, and they're just, oh my god, I'm sick thinking about it. Oh, it's anyway, fucking gross. It is. And like he's awake very, during it. He's yeah, awake like, during it, too. Ooh. Yeah, it's like some American Mary type uh, body modification. So, anyway, he uh, while he is uh, semi-awake in there, he professes his love for another woman who made a mistake for Lynn. So, this is probably not going to end well. Uh, you know how women are. Hey, so do you think <laughs> Jake Paul's dick and Amanda down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah, he has to be. I didn't think he was, but I guess he is. He's got that cancer dick. I didn't think he was going to be putting it to her. Now, now why do you think he uh, put that on my uh, on my poster? Oh, well, yeah, that's true. It makes sense, right? It all makes sense now, other than he's just an old purse. Ah, old perv's good enough explanation David, for me. David's, David's phone died, or he got too sick by the movie. Yeah, one I did get that, yeah. <laughs> it was probably our offensiveness. Yeah, I'm sure. He, he, he's up there now. But anyway, um, Amanda leaves the sick room to continue watching Jeff's progress. It is revealed that Amanda cuts herself in her stress, because you remember you said she was a cutter. I liked her taking her pants down. <laughs> <laughs> she recollects speaking with John and kidnapping Adam prior to the events of the first film. All right. So, following the surgery, Lynn and John talk privately. Nobody really cares about any of this. Lynn reveals that her ordeal has given her new appreciation for her family. Amanda returns with the news that Jeff's test was complete, but she refuses to release Lynn. Yeah, all shit fucking all hell breaks loose now because this bitch wants to have an opinion. And that's when he should have fucking bitch slapped her. <laughs> yeah. Yes, no opinions, man. He should have <laughs> went fucking Halloween cursing Michael Myers on this woman. <laughs> she, but, you know, man, didn't think that uh, Lynn learned anything. So, you know, I guess you got to do it together, right? She doesn't believe I don't the know. right chance to be tested. She designed her test to be inescapable accordingly, including Troy's and Carrie's. Obviously. That's why it's a little different, because we had a woman running things. 
He still should have bitch smacked her. Mm-hmm. I do like the fact that she's a fucking murderer. It's an interesting storyline for Amanda. It was, it was, it was. She also revealed that she and Matthews, who was Donnie Wahlberg, fought after he escaped the bathroom oh. and then she overpowered him. This whole fight this whole fight scene, Vic, is fucking oh, uh, she kicks him in the foot and shit. Oh, uh, that's when I'm gonna puke again. <laughs> it was horrible, man. Yeah. Donnie Wahlberg is a god. Yeah, and and also, you know, she leaves him for dead, but she comes back and she kills Adam, you know, um, and kind of like a mercy killing. Like, I don't think people get this, why she was crying when she killed Adam. I think that was the first person she killed, and she felt bad for him just sitting there starving because dude was going to die yeah. slowly, and she tried to end it. Um, yeah, she, she was nice. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people get that or why she did that. And that's why. You know, I think it makes sense. Um, but it still goes against Jigsaw's wishes. Yeah. So after um, she kills Adam with the whole mercy killing thing, Jeff arrives in the makeshift hit room just as Amanda shoots Lynn in the back. So after all this disgusting, disgusting, disgusting things, we, we start using guns because that's what you do. If we had more gun control, then this would have happened. Oh, God, Blake, stop. <laughs> he retaliated by shooting Amanda in the neck. That's I like Amanda. John reveals to Amanda that Lynn's test is actually hers. She was being tested on her will to keep someone alive. She had not known... Did you have any idea Lynn and Jeff were married? Like, when you watched... No. Oh, never mind, you were asleep. Never fucking mind. Well, how about this time watching it? Did you have any idea? No, I, I didn't. I didn't. Did you? Well, this time I did, <laughs> but not the first time. I had no. Fu- I was, it took me a minute to realize what was going on. I was like, "Well, these two, these two fuckers." Had, oh, and mainly because this fat bastard shouldn't be married to anybody that looks like that. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, how does that even happen? He didn't have any no. game or anything. He was just some loser. I hated this guy. God, I hated him. I love. I can tell. So Amanda had not known that Jeff and Liam were married as, you know, neither did anybody watching the movie. Amanda dies from her wound and John gives Jeff one last test where he can choose to either kill John or forgive him for all the pain he has caused him and his family. If Jeff forgives him, John will call an ambulance to save Liam. Jeff takes the circle of Saul, tells John to forgive him, and slashes his throat. What a mistake this guy made. The don't yeah, I mean, like, why? why? Like, you sh- you've been playing the game the whole time. You should know better, right? Nobody so, listens to the Jigsaw. If they would fucking listen. Yeah, like, I mean, he does everything to do. Just listen to the guy. Yeah, cut your eye <laughs> out and get the key out. It's no big deal. Yeah, I mean, it's simple things, right? So the door yeah. to the room sealed, and, and the dying John pulls out a tape recorder, which was awesome, by the way. I love this part. He tells Jeff that he failed the test by killing John, who was the only person to know the whereabouts of Corbett, Jeff's daughter. Jeff would have another game to find her before she runs out of air. As the message ends, John goes into cardiac arrest and dies. Titan Collar simultaneously, simultaneously destroys Lynn's head, leaving Jeff sealed in the room with the three corpses. The end. The yeah, so- fucking end. 
we we get the end of Saw three, and um, I guess I'll talk first, Vic. Uh, wow. All right, so <laughs> yeah. let me get in. Let me let me get into the good and the bad about this movie. I'll start with the good because I've been bitching a lot. The good is this movie is disgusting, and that's a good thing. You know what I mean? Because it's a Saw movie. We want our torture porn, and we want it now. So there was a lot of fucking gore in this movie. So I got to give props to that. Also, I have to give props to the fact that this movie was carried by John Kramer and Amanda. This movie was about John Kramer and Amanda. You had a couple of secondary characters trying to carry it as protagonists, but I was rooting for John and Amanda this whole fucking movie. I didn't give a fuck about these other two characters. So that's good and bad. I loved, you know, Shawnee Smith and, and Tobin Bell in this movie. They were so good. Um, they were really awesome. Um, also, we got introduced to Costas Mandalore. He'll play a part later. Um, Carrie took a disgusting death. Like I said, the disgustingness of this movie was great. We got some. We got to find out what happened to uh, Donnie Wahlberg from Saw Two, or at least kind of what happened to him. Um, we got to find out what happened to Adam from the first Saw, and you know that he was actually killed. We got Amanda um, storyline. And it was really cool. I mean, I thought that those parts of the movie were great. Now let's get into the negatives. Jeff was a fucking... I hated Jeff. I can't reiterate this enough. He was the worst part about this movie. I, I mean, I realize he's on the, the path of vengeance, but I didn't feel sorry for him that his kid died. I didn't give half a fuck, and I have kids. This guy was just a loser. And, you know, it's like these people that are dying, you can't feel the least bit sorry for them because of what they did. So it's like... Who are you rooting for? You end up rooting for the heels. And maybe that's a bad thing. Maybe it's a good thing. But to me, in a movie where people are trying to escape something, you got to be pulling for him. And I didn't pull for Jeff at all because he sucks. Um, his wife was okay. She, you know, she's whatever. But him, fuck him. I, I wanted him to die the whole movie, and he never did. Uh, so he sucks. Um, let's see. What else sucked? The pig kill. The frozen thing wasn't so great. The rack was nasty, so I'm not going to say that. Um, the the ending was fine. You know what I mean? It was a nice little twist to it, but it wasn't spectacular. I like the Saw 2 and Saw 1 endings a little bit better. Um, you know, And I think part of the problem was, again, it goes back to Jeff. The ending had to do with Jeff. This movie is also probably too long, like Vic said. It went too long for what it was. Uh, we had too much story about Jeff who we didn't care about anyway. Uh, I, I don't know. I just didn't dig that part of it. So, Vic, I struggle with this. I struggle. <laughs> I'm going to go with a a high 2.5. I want to go a low 3, but I'm going to go a high 2.5. Because this was the movie out of the Saw series, and I may change my mind when I go back through it, but this is the one I dislike the most, um, or I've always disliked the most. So... We'll see what I think after we watch the other ones again. I don't know, man. This is a big departure from Saw 1 and Saw 2 as far as I'm concerned. But I think it really boils down to the fact that you have unlikable characters, uh, aside from the villains. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I guess uh, the good thing out of all that is if this is your least favorite and you give it a 2.5, then it's a hell of a series. Yeah, it's 2.5 in a Saw movie. You know what I'm saying? Like a 2.5 in a Saw movie is better than, you know, a, a lot of other movies. So that says something. I don't think any of these movies are dog shit. This movie's not dog shit at all. It just has some really negative points to it that piss me off. 
but they don't fuck up the story or anything. They just have one annoying element that, you know, drags the movie down for me. I mean, it's as much it's as simple as that. He's like one of the least likable characters in any movie ever. I really think that. I don't know what it is about it. Yeah, so he he's like uh, Shelley or Franklin. You know what I'm saying? Except they're supposed to be not likable. He, he was just I mean, are we supposed to like this guy? Because I don't at all. I see. I think we're supposed to because you're you're not supposed to cheer for the hills. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I guess. I guess I don't know. I mean. So, uh, all right, um, as the story goes, I watched this movie in a theater, or probably about half seven, I guess. I fell asleep at some point. I, after watching it today, I realized why I fell asleep. There's a certain, it's too long. A small movie don't need to be that long, I guess. There's certain points that where I was just, eh, you know what I'm saying, just out of it. But it's it's disgusting, man. It It is. It's the reason why Saul is the king of torture porn. Like when you put it all boils down to it, this is the movie that officially got the title of torture porn. If I was to be a betting man, and I believe yeah. you actually said that. Earlier. I mean, yeah, a lot of the story the went away. I mean, there was there, there was a big you know, story in this one. It was just one I didn't care about because of the character. Yeah. You know, and the first one had its moments with the uh, torture. The second one it up it a little bit, but this one went full bore, like pedal to the, you know, what I'm saying pedal to the floor. We're going all out. The storyline's not going to be that great because we have a a horrible main guy. So we're going to give you all the gore you want, <laughs> and yeah, that's pretty much how it went. Um, Man, I love Tobin Bell in this movie, though. I love Shawnee Smith. They, they both, they're both awesome. And like you said, they carried this movie. Um, that and the gore. They saved the movie. Yeah. Them and the gore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the kids were nice. The, uh, you know, like, I, I don't, I don't, see, I, I'm starting to sound negative. I don't hate this movie now that I've finally watched the entire thing. My, my only down points, really, for the whole movie are, Jeff, as you said, and the length. If you if you were to cut out, you know, whatever, get it down to at the same time as Saw and Saw Two, then I think you have another three, point five, or four on your hands, honestly. Except for Jeff sucking, so probably three point five. Um, man, like there was certain parts I wanted to give this movie a two because I hate Jeff. And because was, <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one because I thought I was just being an ass, but he just annoys no, me. No, he, he he's horrible. And he doesn't make any sense either. His fucking okay, so he decides like he decides way too late to save everybody. It doesn't make any fucking sense. After you took too long to save the first one, you think you would just okay? I've turned the corner now. I need to fu- fucking move my ass quicker each yeah, time. Like, now, granted, he does I save the judge, but his dicking around makes no sense. Yeah, he's the reason why everybody dies. And then he then the top of off he kills Kramer. Like why? Like you know if you kill him something bad's about to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. like you said, he has another he has another kid to worry about, but he shows no like he doesn't care about this other kid. Yeah, and he's what been I captured think. too. Stupid fuck. And it's not like and, and it seems like he doesn't care about his wife now that he knows they're married. You know what I'm saying? He cares about the his son. Which is fine. I understand. Well, I mean, I don't have a son, but if I did, I, I understand. But he has a family. You know what I'm saying? 
So yeah, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is we agree once again. Two point five. <laughs> it's, it's a, it, I give it a high two point five. Uh, but I couldn't go three. I, I I thought three all day, and I was like, man, this is not worthy of a three. It's just because of this asshole. Like, seriously, he – I mean, I don't get it, man. I don't get how they, like, cast this dude, let him play the part, and they, like, they were thinking, well, okay, Vic, we will see him again in future editions, but I will tell you this much. He will not play another large part at all. So I think the future editions knew that they fucked up. I really do. That was good. That's good. Yeah, we won't have to deal with him in this type of quantity, you know, uh, amount of time again. So, you know, I, I won't spoil anything for you. I'll let you watch it, but I'll just tell you, we don't get a whole lot of him, like, in this one. So thank God for that. And this is why this one has always been my least favorite. It blows my mind that David likes it so much because I, I really, to this day, I still think it's the worst one. But I've heard a lot of people like this, so I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, it has some cool I mean, kills, I guess, but even then, there's a couple of letdowns with that. My brother, my brother said it was the best sequel to the series. Uh, I don't know. He's crazy. I, I don't get it. I, I mean, Jigsaw and Amanda are cool. I'll leave it at that. You know? I'm yeah. saying, I, I, I'm excited for you to see Saw 4, Saw 5, Saw 6, Saw 7. Yeah. I'm excited to see all of them, including the new one, when it comes out. I'm excited for it all, man. What's important, though, is that we still have a future to it after Saw 3. They could have killed it dead right there. I mean, Amanda and Jigsaw die. What the fuck now? Well, we'll find out in Saw 4. You know, I'm excited because now at this point, well, I guess I should go into today and all new movies for me. So I'm excited yeah. to see where the uh, series goes from there and see what happens, man. And, like, yeah. I need well, to be able to get this one. This, this is one of those movies that you watch because it's part of the series, but you would never just sit down and watch this one by itself. I could sit down and watch Saul by itself. I could sit down and watch Saul 2 by itself, but I wouldn't sit down and watch Saul 3 by itself. And, and now uh, I kind of understand, like, there's parts of me that understands why I didn't watch anymore after this, because even though if I would have stayed away and saw all the gore in this one, I probably would have kept going. But I never went back to rewatch this one. So, you know what I'm saying? It just didn't, didn't matter to me. Yep. All right, Vic. So I'm going to get into uh, what we've been watching a little bit. Um, since it is uh, October, I'll go ahead and start off with Jeepers Creepers. I haven't watched Jeepers Creepers in a while, so I went back and watched it, gave it three and a half out of four machetes. I still love Jeepers Creepers, but the fact that it kind of loses steam in the middle is what knocked it down half a machete for me. But to me, the parts on the road um, and a little bit after that and, and the very end uh, are so good that it, that it you know gets up to three and a half. I, I love the Jeepers Creepers storyline, and I don't really give a damn that they're, the director's a pedophile. You know, he he served his time, whether it was wrong or not. You know, uh, the amount of time he got, I mean. But uh, it's not for me to judge. I just want to watch the fucking movie. Simple as that. Yeah, yeah. I love Jeepers Creepers. I want to see part three. I love one and two, so. And then I watched uh, Trick or Treat. I don't even need to mention that. We all know how I felt about that. Um. Okay, I watched Cold of Chucky, and I have to tell you, 
Uh, it was fucking great. I don't care what anybody says, because uh, I thought it was fucking good. There's a lot of people that bitch about little things about that movie, and it's like, it, it wasn't really any different than any of the other ones before it. It had less comedy than Bride and Seed, and it was a little darker than Bride and Seed. So it's like, it had the best of both worlds that everybody's always asking for. It was like, it was kind of dark like Curse of Chucky, because like, but it still had some comedy. It, it was just weird, but, like, I mean, Chucky's a weird character anyway. I'm not sure what you're asking for here. Jer liked it. I liked it a lot. If I had to give it a rating, I'd probably give it three out of four, just because I don't think I'd give any of the Child's Play movies four out of four. I just don't love them that much. But it's still a really good one. And it fucks me up to see his daughter acting like him in that movie. There's a point in that movie that she acts like him, and, like, the actress in the movie is Brad Dorf's daughter, and she's fucking uncanny. I also watched uh, Little Evil on Netflix. It is a Netflix original, and it's got the dude, this dude from Parks and Rec, Parks and Rec on it, and it's got, uh, he was also on Krampus, and uh, it was actually pretty fun. It was like a comedic version of The Omen. Um, and I liked it a lot, too. Um, so three out of four for that one. Uh, worth watching. Good comedy. And then, Vic, <laughs> this is the one that I just don't even know what to fucking think about it. It's called Creep, okay? It's a found footage movie. And the found footage part, part makes sense. I understand why they did it, how they did it, and all that bullshit. But I am so goddamn tired of found footage, Vic. Uh, man, like I, I thought it was fine for a few movies. I liked it, but you're wearing me out with it. Stop, stop, Jesus Christ! You know there can only be so many Blair Witches and Cloverfields before you get mostly stinkers. Now, uh, as far as Creep goes, it had an interesting premise. This dude supposedly has cancer. He puts an ad on Craigslist. And uh, pretty much he has this guy videotape him like a video journal um, for a day. And he just, he acts weird half the day and does weird shit, like gets naked and gets in the tub and tells him to go ahead and film it. It's, it's fucking weird. Like, but at the same time, it's like there's no blood there are no titties. And I mean in the good way. And um, Despite the fact that the story was weird and kind of unique in its way, I, it's just I don't see myself watching it again. Uh, so two out of four for Creep. You guys can check it out if you want to. It's on Netflix, but I don't know, man. It was fucking weird. A lot of people really like this movie. I just don't see it. It's not for me. It's not for me. Uh, no. <laughs> no. No, no, no. It was just weird. That's all I can say about it. Really weird. So, Phil Pot, what have you been watching? Anything, buddy? Porn, uh, torture I'm, porn. I've been watching. I've been watching. Yeah, I've been watching. I, I did. I, I did watch the video love. I know what you did last summer. What the fuck are you watching that for? That seems like a summer movie. Because I love it. And I love it. Because he, he yeah, you do. You know that. Speaking of that though, I had a Dollar General today getting some uh, stuff, and. They had a uh, they had all three. I know what you did last summer was on one DVD for four dollars. I wonder no, how bad part three not, is because after part two I didn't watch it. Uh, I, I I don't remember the name of it, but I remember it sucked so bad. Like way worse than part two. <laughs> yeah. Right, 
Yeah, yeah, I figured it had to be. I mean, they didn't even have any of the fucking characters, did they? I mean, um, the main people. No. Part two, like, shit. Like, they didn't even try on part two, so you can only imagine how much they didn't try on part three. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, part three was or part two was straight trash, and part three was just some directed DVD movie. Um, kind of like Urban Legends, Vic. The second Urban Legend movie, what a pile of shit. You see, what was funny yeah. is a lot of these first entries into movies that were trying to be like Scream weren't that bad. They weren't great, but they weren't that bad. But the, then they tried to do sequels to these movies, and they were absolute garbage. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, that's basically it, man. Because like, there's a lot of just movies coming out that should have just been one movie and done with it. And I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it had to be I also watched Monster House just for the fuck of it, and it was great as always. Uh, it's a cartoon. I don't give a damn. I still watched it. I, I feel like oh, I watched some other stuff too, but over the last few days, I've been kind of inactive as far as watching movies go, just because I've been busy. Um, you know, like I said, I'm going to Florida tomorrow, so pretty excited about that. And uh, let's see if Phil Potts are asking me about Messenger. Oh, you're gonna show me the fat kid from Trick or Treat and Bad Santa? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's accurate too. <laughs> <laughs> I got tattooed on me. Now I don't know if you remember this, but Lunchables used to have pepperoni in them. They're, they had Lunchables uh-huh. that had pepperoni. You know, it was yeah, like thick yeah. sliced pepperoni. And then that just went away, and I felt like this kid. I was just depressed <laughs> yeah, about the world. Because well, fuck yeah, you for taking away to, my pepperoni. Because when I worked in Dollar General, I used to like I'd buy Lunchables or whatever for lunch sometimes, and. Uh, I would have to, like, buy two just to try to, like, wrap the cheese and crackers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sit there and eat slow. Yeah, the ham's nasty. The turkey's yeah. okay. And the rest yeah, of it, I, I don't even know. Bad. I wouldn't eat bologna. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. I'm not like bologna, but not out of much. <laughs> yep. So uh, so we got Saw 4 and 5 next week. I, I didn't get to watch Saw 2 and 3 the multiple times that I do when we have one movie viewings, but I did get to watch Saw 3 with commentary, and that was fun. But I watched Saw 2 multiple times, and Saw 2 is awesome. I, I'm telling you, it deserved every bit of the 4 we gave it. Maybe a low 4, whereas the first one's a high 4, but it, it's, you know, it's damn good, and it's one of the best sequels ever. I don't care what anybody says. And I can't believe that it dropped 1.1. It should have still been in the sevens. I, I agree, man. I agree with that 100%. And Saw 3 didn't deserve to be in the sixes. It should have been in the fives like some of the shitty sequels of Friday the 13th end up. I, like I said, it's 5.5. Yeah, Saw 3 is about like Friday the 13th Part 8. Yeah, Kane Hodder was cool in it, but the rest of it sucked. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. It was goofy. Um, so, like I said, going to Halloween Horror Nights tomorrow night. That's what I'll be doing tomorrow night. Um, maybe I can find some alcohol there and be intoxicated. and You know, maybe Facebook Live something on our uh, Facebook page. We'll see what happens. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go say hello to Sam, give him a little hug, and take him with me. Uh, I should see Jigsaw there, so that'll be nice. That's going to be one of the first. See, my order of things is trick or treats a scare zone, so I don't have to wait in line for that. I'm going to do that. 
and uh, my order now is I need to see The Shining, and then Saw, and then Ash vs. Evil Dead. And anything I do after that's a bonus. Uh, are you are you doing Saw first? Because I would do Saw first. I'm gonna do The Shining first. Yeah, do you do them first? Is there like some type of order? Well, The Shining is my favorite of all of them, but then I'll do Saw. Yeah, I, I just think Saw have a huge line. It's going to be an hour either way, no matter what I'm doing. It's going to take yeah. me fucking forever. I wish I could go uh, more than once, but it's fucking expensive. I mean, this shit's like twice as much as going to Disney. Well worth it, I'm sure, <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. I mean, you got to do as much as you can and as little time as possible, huh? Yep, exactly. Move my ass. But I'm yeah. so excited about it. It should be fun. Um, I've been wanting to do this for like 10 years since, my, you know, his name was Jason came out. So, because then they showed the Friday Thirteenth haunted house, which they don't have anymore, but still, fact still remains. So, so what other haunts do they have outside of those three? They have the Purge, but I think that might be a scare zone. I'm not sure. Uh, they have yeah, American Horror Story also. Yeah, that's whatever. Yeah, well, it is American Horror Story Roanoke too, I think, which is the last season, and I've only watched one of those, and I wasn't that impressed with it, so. Is that the one with the, no? Hold on, that's not the one with AK Jones, right? That's the that was hell no, that's Hotel. hotel. Yeah, uh, okay. I'd be all about Hotel because you got a lot of tits in that, and plus then you have Gacy <laughs> and all them. Hey, by the way, you want to hear something funny? Yeah. Yesterday I wore my Gacy necklace, and I forget what I was. Oh yeah, I wore my Gacy necklace, and it was uh, my daughter's birthday party. <laughs> I'm a <laughs> fucking weirdo. I was her. I ain't right. Oh, no, not yesterday. What is today? Today's Tuesday. Fucking Christ. Yesterday was Monday. That's been my week. I wore it yesterday, and I don't even know what I was doing yesterday. I was working, I guess. Did you wear it there? Yeah, it was under my Pennywise shirt. <laughs> yeah, I wore the Pennywise shirt to Chuck E. Cheese. It was great. And, and of course, Hayes was like... Yeah, she was excited. She pointed at it multiple times. She was also weirded out by Chuck E. Cheese, which I am too. The animatronic one. Everybody's weirded out by the animatronic fucking Chuck E. Cheese. It's fucking weird. Yeah. I haven't been to Chuck E. Cheese since I was like a kid. I mean, go. I've been, uh, I went for Hazel's first birthday, Hazel's <laughs> second birthday, and Isla's first and second birthdays. So hopefully I don't have to do it next year. Uh, it would be the year after, technically, I think. Oh, yeah. They have, yeah, they have gluten-free pizza, though. That's good. And yep. surprising. Well, what's weird is they, it used to come, like, in a bag, the gluten-free pizza, but you could only have cheese pizza. Now they've changed it, and I guess it's a little less safe because, you know, cross-contamination. But I didn't give a fuck. I had pepperoni pizza, and I was happy. Hmm. No, I like they, they would even I like give you. They would even give you your own pizza cutter too. Not before. Not anymore. Just, uh, a man doing like they did on Saw. That movie is fucking brutal. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad by you got way, through it though, even though it was long. By the way, I think you'd be happy. Uh, I see. I see. Uh, Cubs fans. Cubs fans. Complaining today that 
Uh, there was a conspiracy about the the their game got canceled today, I guess, because of rain. So there was a conspiracy because uh-huh. they couldn't put it at the one, and they couldn't play a game. But now they pushed it till tomorrow. So the um, uh, the Nationals playing, I think. I think playing Nationals. So now they can play their ace instead of their uh, fourth pitcher, whatever. So conspiracy against the Cubs. Yeah, because they're going to do that. Which one makes you more money, dumbasses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like real. Come on, man. Nobody wants Nashville, man. <laughs> if the league were going to have a conspiracy, it'd be for the Cubs, not against them, stupid asses. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah, that's probably something. I figured you'd be a mean thought. Well, what's grinding your gears, Vic? Anything? Uh, Let me think. Yeah, something's grinding my damn gears. So, I saw today, right before I left, my place of business was out of my name on a public channel. <laughs> uh, that December 20th to the 23rd, we are open from 7 a.m. until midnight. Whoa! Yeah. I'll come visit you. No. I'll go get drunk you and come how, visit you. Yeah, so you know how not happy I am? Uh, so in other words, you're going to be working from 7 a.m. to midnight. Do what? I said, so in other words, you're going to be working from, well, 6 a.m. till midnight, well, till 1. Yeah. From 6 a.m. till like 1 a.m. or something like that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not excited about this at all. I don't know, like, who's up there pushing the buttons and trying to figure all this out, but they suck. They're fired. My brother. Yeah. I told him about it, and he was like, for real? Yeah, so it's not been a long thing. Yeah, I didn't really think I mean, it was him. Don't get, don't, uh, don't get me wrong. Last year, it was like 8 a.m. to 11 p.m., which, but 6 a.m. To, to midnight just seemed like so much longer. <laughs> like, why are we open? We might as well just stay 24 hours. What's the point of closing? Like, mm-hmm. what's the point of closing? Yeah. For December, you know what I'm saying? Make it uh, like Walmart. What's the point of closing? Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I, I'm annoyed by it, though. <laughs> it's a Christmas thing. We all, we're we always annoyed by Christmas, and that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. Right. So here's what's annoying me. Uh, well, it's a work thing also since you brought up work. Remember how I told you everybody's getting fired and shit? Yeah. So they came out, they they emailed us today and said that they're going to, like, make everybody take this 15-minute course. And I'm like, cool, mm-hmm. when the fuck are you sending it to us? They're going to send it to us today, you know? And it's like they send it to us and we go on this website, sign up and do it real quick, okay? I'm like, cool, let me, you know... I was like, can you just tell me the name of it so I can look it up on there? And they're like, oh, it's not done yet. I'm like, you said you were going to send it today. And the issue is you have to be done by next Tuesday. I get back from vacation next Monday. So you're fucking with me right now. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm going to get back. I'm going to have all sorts of work. While I'm paranoid that I've done something wrong because somebody else is going to be covering my desk and all it's going to take is some dumbass throwing me under the bus. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I'll have to come back and deal with this bullshit, uh, you know, and hope I can get it done. That it fucking they never sent it out today either. By the way, never they never finished it today. Stupid. Of course, of course. 
So, like, what was the point? Why are you running your mouth saying you're going to send it out today? I'm fucking tired of people saying, it's like the movie pass thing. It better be here in 10 days or else your fucking estimates suck. I'm tired of people telling me, you know, things that aren't true. Quit lying, bitch. I hate liars. Yeah. And you know what? Even if you're wrong or you're telling me something that's misinformation and you were told something, you're still lying to me. I don't care what you say. It's still a fucking lie. If you're not telling me the truth, what are you doing? You're lying. Pretty much. Asshole. So tonight, I'm going to piss off my dick because I don't want to go out and uh, I just got new shoes, Vic. Or, well, I got new shoes a few weeks ago. Come on, dogs. Dogs, come on. I got new shoes a few weeks ago, but I haven't um, worn them till today, and I don't want to go out in the yard because it's a fucking Noah's Ark out there. Uh, yeah, it sucks. Your shoes are going to make it worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I almost got killed by a dog on my deck. I almost got killed by a dog coming up the stairs. Yeah, dude, I didn't know it was supposed to rain so much. Is this like after effects of the tropical storm that hit Florida over the weekend? Or was it supposed yeah, to? Yeah, I think so. That all the fear and rabbits so. were scared? Because it it's kind of caught me that off guard, too. Like, I thought it was just supposed to be a day, but, like, hey, that whole birthday party got fucked up. It is still raining right now. Yeah. I'm outside yeah, pissing in the rain. I, I was I was hydroplaning everywhere earlier today. Dude, that's how it was Sunday. I was just fucking riding home in the fucking water. I was like, this might as well be a fucking canoe right now. Yeah, dude. Ridiculous. People on the road driving by looking at me like I'm crazy. Fuck y'all. You haven't seen a man piss out his back door before? If they go by your house, they would. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, man, it better not do this shit down in Florida. What I'm hearing now is that it's going to fucking, it might storm on Friday, and, you know, that's going to get my wife all riled up. Not like she's never been to Disney is all I'm saying. I'm kind of excited (laughs) about Epcot. You know why? Because it's Food and Wine Festival. Oh, yeah, I knew that, yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to be drunk and fucking full. Uh, I mean, all these places. Huh? Are are you going to do the adventure or not? You mean at Universal? Yeah. I mean, no, like, I don't do adventure. Like, yeah, Universal, I don't do adventure, whatever it is. No, I did that a couple years ago. We're not going to do it this time. That's because Universal is so fucking expensive. Yeah, I got you. Uh, by the way, you know what else is annoying? Those videos about how to drink or how to eat something. That's grinding my gears, too. People who share those and make those are fags. Yes, yes. They're not the least bit funny. I mean, seriously, after about the first two, I was done. I don't care whether you don't like pumpkin spice, candy corn, or otherwise. If you don't like it, fine. Don't eat it. You know what I'm saying? It's, you know what it is? Yeah. It's John behavior. That's what that is. That is John behavior. Because I don't like something. I'm going to try to take... You know what, Vic? You don't like a lot of things. You know how many things you try to take away from other people? None. None, 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 none. It is what it is, You don't give a shit. 
I like what I like, and I can like what y'all like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Just don't try to make you eat it. Yes, yes, yes. I ain't about that life. No, no. Man, I tell you what, what's also grinding my gears is we talked about the weather, but it still isn't quite up to feeling like fucking Halloween weather yet or, you know, fall weather. Like, well, it's hot. <laughs> well, like, it's not so much hot today. It's rainy, and that would be okay. Well, yeah. But then it's going to get up to 80, like, in a few days, which I won't be here. But, you know, you get my point is that it can't fucking stay in the 60s. 60s is what I want. You can even go lower if you want. I don't want to do this 80 shit. I'm tired of turning on my air at night. It pisses me off, and it makes me want to fight somebody. <laughs> yeah, it sucks, man. I don't want to... T- I mean, Jesus Christ, if I have to turn on my air for most of October, then we didn't get a fall. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Although most of our yeah, fall probably be like December. Yeah, it's going to go from like 80s to like 20s. And we're, yeah. and we're all just going to be sick. Yeah, we will be. You're right. Exactly right. It, it's going to be fucked up for me, too, because I'm going to come home from 80-degree weather to uh, whatever we are here. Uh, who knows what it'll be? Because, like, these forecasts suck. They can't figure out what it is. Yep. You also, you it's know what else easy. I find strange? That, sorry, grinds my gears. Sorry, but I just poked my dog in the eye. I didn't mean to. Not with my dick, either, my finger. I was trying to pet his head, and I poked him in the eye. Anyway. So, uh, what's annoying to me is that, like, all the global warming or climate change and all that bullshit, why is that political? I don't understand that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, why is there one side that believes one thing and you have to be part of a certain party? Me, personally, I think there's some sort of climate change, but I don't think we're the cause of it, or at least not mostly. I mean, like, I, I don't get it because I see people, like, talk about the government's controlling the weather, and I'm so confused about it. <laughs> like, I, I don't That's because people are on drugs, Vic. Yeah, like, Liz tried to tell me that Trump was controlling the weather once, and I was confused. <sighs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, I, I don't get it, but what do I know? Well, how is that to his benefit to control the weather? And if he did, wouldn't he make it warm and sunny, not roasting and rainy? Uh, yeah, like something. I don't know. I don't get it. I'm going to give a dog a tortilla chip because I'm a nice guy. You are a nice guy. You should give me one. A tortilla chip? I wish we would have gone to Elmo Paul today, but I was going to Chuck E. Cheese or else I would have. Or And get to work any time. But if we did, then I wouldn't be able to watch uh, soccer. Yeah, I know. You know what I'm happy about? The fact that my Halloween tree is up. Yeah. So next week, are going to install 4 and 5 next week? Yes, sir. It's just like we did Halloween in October. We got to jam a couple in to get the whole series in, you know? Yeah, I'm excited. So once we're done with Saul, we will have knocked out Halloween, Friday the 13th, Scream, uh, fuck, what else? Uh, Texas Chainsaw, Nightmare on Elm Street, sort of. I was asleep for most of that. The Of the Dead series. Uh, yeah, we've done 
Well, we've done all the hatches, but now there's a new one, which is nice. Yeah, which we got to watch. Yes, we do, and we will at some point. I wish we were going to full moon, but I kind of don't because my wallet can't afford anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm going to, you know, Horror Hound and Days of Dead. Yeah, I mean, November, November, the first weekend in November, uh, we'll be going to uh, Horror Hound in Columbus and meeting at least one person from Silent Night, Deadly Night, meeting Mick Foley. Maybe Jack Skellington. God knows how this whole thing's going to go. It's going to be insane. That's all I know. In fact, it's so insane. Yeah. If they do a Black Christmas reunion and they get a couple more people, I'm fucked. already got two, right? Yeah, and I love, I love, I didn't used to love Black Christmas, but I do now after I watched it like ten times. Oh, man, this is going to be crazy. All right. Well, uh, everybody, I think it's you know, you know, when horror hound don't they never just get two people from one movie, so they go get like five or something. Well, I don't know. They did it with a uh, sheriff bracket, so who knows? Yeah, it's true. But I mean, he was just one off though. There wasn't like uh, you know a couple of people from I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Well, I think now's the time for me to uh, go to bed, jack off, fall asleep, get up early, and uh, head to the airport, you know, drop some kids hey, off and up, take my ass to the airport. Like 9 or 10? Huh? Got to fly like 10? 10.30. 10.30, You know what's funny is when we come back, we have to stay in the airport because our flight's at like 6.30. Well... Yeah, our flight's at like 6.30, so we're staying in the airport that night because you have to be there three hours early in Orlando. Oh, 6.30 a.m.? Yeah. That sucks. Yup. So, uh, yeah, that's what I guess we did uh, when we went to Jersey. We, just, we drove up that night and just slept in the airport. Nothing wrong with that. You know, I did that in England uh, on the way back to, to uh, fly back to America, but... I didn't go to sleep. I just sat there all night looking at Indian people and their yeah, bad kids. I, I think I slept like maybe thirty minutes to when we were in Cincinnati waiting for the waiting for our flight. Like I don't know, I couldn't get comfortable, so I just stayed there. And, and I hear you. I got to Jersey. I didn't sleep there either. So like I didn't sleep until that night for real. For real. I hear you. Well, all right, Vic. You're fine. at Vic Von Eric. <laughs> I'm at Phenomenal TLD. We're at Travis and Vic Horror, I think. Uh, Trav and Vic Horror. Yeah. TravandVicHorror.wordpress.com is our uh, website. Eventually, I'll get this episode up sometime next week because it ain't going to be this week. But you can find us on Spreaker, Filling the Void Podcast Network. That always fucks me up to say because I'm used to Filling the Void Radio Network. Yeah. And beyond that, I'll be back next week with Victor to talk about Saw 4 and 5 and share my... Uh, Halloween Horror Nights experience, Vic will be doing things like maybe getting a tattoo on Friday. Um, And, yeah, I'll share some other news with you guys next week. Everybody, thanks for tuning in. Victor, uh, it was a pleasure. I'm glad you did Saw 3. I'm sure you'll get Saw 4 or Saw 5 next week. So let's let's farewell here on a nice uh, toast, but I drank all my drinks, so I'm going to bed. Later on, everybody. Happy Friday 13th, everybody. Yeah. Later on, y'all.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.